Welcome to Restoration City Church Podcast. We pray you are blessed by this message. I want to get into the word today and as usual, it's fully loaded. It's come fully loaded. So it's one of those things that we are t- we are dealing with. Brothers, nice to see you guys. So nice to see you. It's one of those things that um, we are talking about the five key pillars that holds up what we call Restoration City Church, the five key pillars that the Lord gave me. The first pillar he gave me was our identity. I know you guys are ready to shout out because you know all the answers already. The second one he gave me was power and authority. Then we speak about relationships and then faith. So identity, power and authority relationship and faith and these are the kind of these are the five pillars that i believe holds up the ministry in which we are in so it's going to take me a little while just to unpackage so please over the next few weeks i won't try to cram everything in i'm just need time to just unpackage it because it's revelation and when it's revelation it you have to um, it's unfold and it takes time sometimes as you begin to get into it, more things begin to be unfold. So we work through that particular five pillars. So today I'm going to combine the two together. And it's good to see Minister um, Yvonne and Pastor Cleveland in the house. It's good. It's good. We had a wonderful time last week. It's good. It's good to have them as well as my team. God bless you all. I'm going to put together both power and authority. I'm going to put the two together, power and authority. Because you can have power without authority, but you can't have authority without power. A, a French Catholic philosopher said authority and power are two different things says that power is the force by means of which you can oblige others to obey while authority is the right to direct and command thank you um, brother to be listened to or obeyed by others authority requests power but power without authority is tyranny you have a problem if you have power and no authority And so we are going to look at power and authority. And it's important then as we look at these things, we look at things through the eyes of God. Because whatever God does, he does with a purpose. In Luke chapter 9, I'm just going to lay this out first. Let me lay the scripture out to you so we have a foundation to work from. In Luke chapter 9, verse 1 and 2, it says in Luke chapter Luke chapter 9, verse 1 and verse number 2. Then he called his 12 disciples together and he gave them power and authority. Not just power. He gave them power and authority 
over all demons, not just some, over all demons and to cure disease. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. I'm going to, with the help of the Holy Ghost, unpackage this today. He gave them power and authority. Whenever God does something, he always has a purpose behind it. Our God is not haphazard. He doesn't do things accidentally or by chance. Whatever he does, there is a divine purpose behind it. When he gave his disciples power and authority, there was a purpose behind giving them power and authority. <laughs> and just in case you're wondering, it's just the disciples, it's also us as well. That God is a God of purpose. And anything and whatever God creates always has a purpose behind it. Whatever he does, whatever he creates, there is a, there is a purpose. Someone say purpose. There is a, always a purpose behind everything. The things that you've gone through, the things that he held you back from, is not an accident. It's purpose. You being here is by purpose, not by chance, not by coincidence. Someone says coincidence is God's way of staying anonymous. That's what someone says. It's God's way of staying anonymous. But everything God does is driven by purpose. It's driven by design. It's supposed to be like that. The problem that we have is that not every purpose is made known to us. That's where our challenge comes in. Not every purpose is made known to us. Is because what has happened is we have lost our understanding of God's original intent for us. And that's why we use the word restoration. It's to go back to the original intent. What did God originally intend for us to be? And for how we are supposed to be. So when we, when we, when we begin to lose focus of our original purpose, what happens is we get to a place where we don't know the purpose for a thing. And when you don't know the purpose for something, you will end up abusing it because you don't understand the purpose. Oh, I'm going to preach. There's going to be some good stuff here. You have to understand the purpose. If somebody came and dropped a machine at your house and you don't know what the machine is supposed to do, you will end up misusing the machine. You will end up abusing the machine. The reason is because you don't know what the purpose is for. Unless you don't look at the machine, the machine don't tell you what its purpose is. If I need to understand what the machine is supposed to do, I have to go to the creator. And the creator will help me to understand what the machine is supposed to do. But I don't talk to the machine and say, what are you supposed to do? You all ain't hearing me. You go to the source. You go to who made it. 
So if I need to understand my purpose, you don't go to the creation. You go to the creator. You don't look, I don't look to Cleveland to define who I am. I look to the person who created me, the creator. When I go to the creator, he helps me to understand what is my original purpose. Oh, I'm going to preach here today. So we find out the purpose by going into the mind of the creator. So I got to get into the mind. I got to understand. I need to connect with the creator to help me to understand why are you doing this? And how is this supposed to work because sometimes we get frustrated because we're saying the things in our lives are just not working and we're getting frustrated and what what happens is we begin to start abusing the things that God's given us because we don't know what the purpose is for if we understand the mind of God if we understand why he has done this, why he has given us power, why he has given us authority, then I can walk in it and have victory. Amen. But the reason I don't have victory and the reason why I'm stumbling and the reason why I'm failing and the reason why I'm falling is because I have not gone into the mind to understand the original context. And, and in the mind of the creator, what am I supposed to be doing? There's some understanding that needs to come. And when we find the purpose for something, you find the fulfillment. Once you found the purpose, you find answers. Things begin to happen when you find the purpose. When A is supposed to go to B, and this is supposed to fit here, and that's supposed to go there, then everything starts to work according to its order. But if you take the fish out of his water and put it on dry land, you will be confused and saying, I thought God designed the fish. But what you don't understand is the fish is not supposed to be in dry land. It works and functions in the right environment. You've got to put the fish in the right environment. Then stand back and watch. And everything is good. Sometimes we've got things in the wrong place. Oh Lord have mercy. We've got things in the wrong place. And then we're scratching our heads and wondering, why isn't this working? Why isn't this not functioning? Is that plugging in a plug and you don't put no fuse in there? And you're confused. Why this machine not working? And if you're like me, I want to dismantle it. And all it is is just a fuse. But you go in there uh, with screwdriver and you don't know what you're doing and tampering like I had the kids' games. They won their games console. And I, I, I thought I was good enough to uh, take it apart. Well, taking it apart was the easy bit. Now I'm looking at all these screws and all these bits. And now fitting it together is not so easy. Just go out and buy a new one and that resolve all the issues. Someone say, Amen. So it's important that we understand that God has given us power and authority. Power. 
And it's important to set this context because Christ is the source of all true authority and power on earth. And is this power and authority he has caused called us to work within and we are engaged in this walk of power and authority and our authority in God is released through his sorry God's authority uh, in it, the, our authority in God is released it releases his power to be at work within us but when we go to the original intent when I strip everything back and go to its original foundation in Genesis 1 and verse number 26. The original foundation that God set for us was, then God said, let us, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. And here is our commission. Let them have dominion. Let them have dominion. In other words, if you're going to have dominion, you need some power and authority. He said, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth. Someone say, over all the earth. Okay. So there is our mandate. Help me, Holy Spirit. Here is our mandate. The mandate from God is saying, let us make man. And the making man, I want man to reflect who we are. They, man must be made in our image and in our likeness. You are, when I see you, you are to reflect who God is. So it's important you understand likeness and image. You're supposed to, when I, when I look at you, you become the earthly representation of a heavenly father. You become an earthly representation of him who sits upon the throne. Are you still here? And he says, let them have dominion let them go out and have dominion let them have power and let them have authority so there was designated to us authority and power so that we can have dominion are you still here if you talk to me i'll preach better <laughs> and then he says over the sea over the fish of the sea over the birds of the air over the cattle, and then hear this, you are to have dominion over all the earth. You are to have dominion over all the earth. Someone say all the earth. All the earth. This is going to make sense. I'm unpackaging this. It's going to make sense here. Revelation is coming. And over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So there is our commission. In Psalms 115 and verse number 16, Psalms 115 and verse number 16, he clarifies this because we're dealing with revelation here. He clarifies this and he says this, the heaven 
even the heavens are whose? The heavens are the Lord's. Okay? The heavens, stay with me, I need you to stay with me. The heavens is the Lord's. The heavens are the Lord. The heavens belongs to him. We might use our little, our little satellite and our little microscope and look up, but that don't belong to you. The heavens belongs to the Lord. That's his. But watch this. But the earth, someone said the earth. The earth, earth, you know, H. Come on, somebody, help me out. The earth, <laughs> the earth has, he has given to the children of men. So the heavens belong to the Lord. The earth, he says, I've given you dominion over the earth. The earth is yours. Are you hearing me? I've given the earth to the children of men. So it's quite clear, where am I supposed to have dominion? I'm supposed to have dominion where? Not in heaven, but on the earth. That's why it says, whatever you bound on the earth is what? Is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loose in heaven. Our jurisdiction is not the heavens. Our place of authority is not the heavens because it, it says the heavens is the Lord's. Where our jurisdiction is, is here on the earth. Hallelujah. That's why in Jude 9, the Bible says, Yet Michael... The archangel who's from the heavenly realms, okay, archangel Michael, he's a chief warring angel for God. He belongs in the heavenly realms, okay, in Jude chapter 9. It says, yet Michael, the archangel, when contending with the devil... He disputed about the body of Moses. So the archangel Michael came down into our atmosphere, into our sphere. And he is contending and he's fighting with, with, with the devil. He's fighting with the devil because they want to know where Moses' body is. Are you hearing me? So he has left his domain and he has now moved into the earthly domain, into our sphere. And he is contending with the devil, say, because they're trying to find, they're trying to, the devil's trying to find out where is Moses' body. Because Moses' body is important. Because it represents something. So when Moses died, they don't know where his body is. So the devil's coming and and. The angel Michael has left his domain. He has left the heavenly realms and he has come down into earth. Who does earth belong to? It belongs to men. Now in the heavenly realms, Michael is a powerful warring angel. 
He has total authority in the heavenly realms, but he has stepped out of another realm into our realm and he is contending with the devil. They are contending and fighting backwards and fighting backwards and forward, disputing the body of Moses. And during this this contention, during this contention, the angel Michael is not able to operate in full power because it's not his jurisdiction. And so what Michael has to do, he says, the Lord rebuke you. Because when he realized, hang on a second, I'm dealing with something here because I'm outside of my zone. I'm outside of the level of authority. Lord have mercy. Because now if it was us, because authority is being given to us, we can bind the enemy. Because the earth has been given to us, you have been given to have dominion over the earth. Oh Lord, help me. Let me break this up a little bit. But Michael was outside of his jurisdiction. So Michael had to say, the Lord rebuke you. Because I can't deal with you. I should not be contending with you. But I'm outside of the level of my authority. Because once I come down to earth, the people, the children of God, has been given the authority here. And so when the Bible says, when the Lord called his 12 disciples together, he gave them power because there was something that was missing. When we lost our position and power and authority in the garden, God says, I have to give it back to you because the earth is where you need to operate on. And there are some illegal entities that's entered in the sphere of of earth and I'm giving you power and authority to have to deal with it because you cannot have victory unless you have my power the word power in the Greek is the word dynamis and in the New Testament is over 120 times the word dynamis comes comes into play in the New Testament the word means God given power We're not just talking about any kind of power. I'm talking about delegated power. God-given power is where we get the word dynamis. It means God-given strength. Not your power, not your strength. I'm talking about God-given power. God-released strength. And it also means authority or ability so there are things that the lord is saying when you go back to the original intent when you go back to the original purpose he was saying there were some things that i need you to 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 do there are some assignments that needs to be fulfilled because your assignment is to bring the kingdom of god and establish it here on earth But you cannot establish the kingdom here on earth unless you have delegated authority. And unless you have strength and power and ability. And so therefore I have to give you power. 
you will not be able to carry out the function unless I ordain it upon you. Help me, Holy Ghost. And is in English, we get the word dynamite or dynamo or dynamic power is where we get the word dynamis, which speaks of supernatural ability. That there are some things that you are able to do, but if you read the manual, there's a, a little switch that if you flick this switch, you go into turbo drive. But if you don't know where that switch is, you won't know that there's another level to you. Are you understanding? And so what happens is a lot of people are operating in their, in their power, in their strength, and in their ability. But they haven't read the manual. They haven't gone back to the creator to, to say, how comes I'm dealing with some stuff that I can't shift? How comes I'm dealing with some stuff that's bigger than me? And when you read the manual, the Lord would say, inside of you, I've put another gear. That you can operate, if you know what you're doing, you flick this switch in you. And you go from manual into another gear, into auto. And what happens when you, when you operate in this supernatural power comes upon you. So you are operating one, one level, but there is another level. You all ain't hearing me. What he's saying is, if you go back to the creator, what the creator is saying, I've put, I've given you another level. So he's saying, I have, to the disciples, I'm giving you power and authority over not the some demons, I'm giving you power and authority over all demons. Because you are my representatives. You must enforce this kingdom here on earth. You must enforce it. You are the enforcers. But you're up against demons. And there are some demons that are very strong. And so with all the positive mental attitude you have, it will not shift these demons. As loud as you shout, they still won't shift. But what these demons understand is power and authority. Because when God speaks through you, they hear his voice. You could be four foot nothing, but it makes no difference about your size. It's what's inside of you. A policeman may only be small, but he's been given certain levels of power and he's been given certain levels of authority. Authority in Greek is the word exousia. And it, the exousia means authority. It means, to, it means to have certain rights and certain privileges. And in certain times, what it also means is that you have uh, the ability to use force. Uh, is, is to bring freedom, is to have influence and liberty. And so sometimes when you read the text, sometimes it can also be thought of in the terms of having jurisdiction or dominion over a certain area. 
it means you have certain rights and certain privileges. So a police may be given certain rights or ability to say, you can operate within Greater London. We are giving you, we are, or we're giving you power. In other words, you don't just go off and do your own thing. Help me, Holy Ghost. This is some good preaching. That's why you can't give power and authority to children. Because they don't know how to exercise that. They don't know how to use that. They will simply abuse it. You don't just turn up and say, I want to be a police person. Give me a give me a badge of authority. Give me a position of power. They say, no, you need to go through training. You need to be discipled so you know how to use power and how to use authority. I can't put those tools in your hands until you go through training. Some people want power and want authority, but they don't want to go through no training. And all you do is make a fool of yourself and everybody else. So for a policeman, he has to go through schooling so he understands how to use power and how to engage in authority. He knows his scope, his jurisdiction in which he needs to operate. So you and I, if somebody owes us money, we can't just go and barge down and brat down their house and say, give me my money. Because though we may have the power to, we don't have the authority to. It's called breaking and entering. You're going to have to do some porridge. You're going to serve some time. If you just go into someone's house and break it down, you may have the power to break down the door, but no one has given you the authority. Lord have mercy. And that's why for us or people of color, we, especially when you see in America and it's happening over here, why we are having some issues because the police have, some of the police have stepped outside of their scope of authority and, and are trying to operate in things which they're not licensed to do. You don't put your knee in the neck of someone. That's not the, that's abuse of authority. Y'all ain't hearing me. So when somebody operates outside of their scope, we have an issue because you should not operate outside of your scope or your jurisdiction. You should know your jurisdiction. And once you're in your jurisdiction, you have been given legal authority. You have been given legal power. So you and I, we can't just go out there and stop all the cars and say, we're going to do a search. We don't have the power, although we do have the power. If you want to get run down, you just got to be careful. But you don't have the legal authority. So when a person turns up with legal power and legal authority, they can make things happen. And that's why you see in some people's lives, chaos is happening. Chaos is all happening all over the place until you turn up. Because when you turn up, you turn up legally. Oh Lord have mercy. We are not illegal. We are legal. When I turn up into a situation, I'm coming here with legal authority and power. So I'm not negotiating with anything because I have been given power and authority. So I'm not here to negotiate with demons because the Bible told me that he has given us power and authority over. Over. So no demons should be pushing you around. 
Demons should not be holding you to ransom. You should not be in fear of demons. If you are in fear of demons, it means you haven't read the book. Help me, Holy Ghost. Uh, Lord, have mercy. Uh, Let me finish here. Let me finish. In Luke chapter 10, verse number 17, and your brother alluded to this, Brother Cleveland, Pastor Cleveland. It says, then the 70 returned with joy. This is Luke chapter 10, verse 17. And I've got to finish. Luke chapter 10, verse 17. And the 70 returned. And they were with joy. uh, Saying, Lord, even the demons are subjected to us in your name. We've never seen this before. That demons, now that we've been given power and authority, we've come in like the sheriff. We've come in like the generals. And we've come into situations where before we used to get pushed around. But now when they see us, demons are, they're now worried. It says that we have seen demons, even the demons are subjected to us. So before demons will fly their mouth up, and the minute I turn up, all of a sudden demons are quiet. That's what was happening. And the disciples are like, like kind of, what's going on? We've not seen this. Because that's what happens when you've been made legal. When you've been made legal. When authority and power has been given to you, when you turn up, because people was like, you know, in the house was all chaos until you turn up. Been in places where they said the jobs, in the job was arguments and fuss and all kinds of stuff in the workplace. And they said there were until you turned up. When you turned up, all of a sudden, the director seems to be behaving themselves. They ain't bullying us like before. They said that to me. When you turn up, all of a sudden it's calm. That even the demons are subjected to us. Because my wife will tell you, I don't do chaos. I don't do chaos. Your home may be in chaos. Your life may be in chaos. The people you hang around with may be in chaos. But I don't do chaos. I don't do it. My wife will tell you, I don't do chaos. And in my workplace, I can tell you, if all kinds of stuff is happening, sometimes I sit in a conference room and it's uh, just like quiet. I don't do this or else I'm walking out. I, t- I tell them, I don't do chaos because demons are subjected to me. You all ain't hearing me. You may do chaos, but when I turn up, I ain't turning up into no chaos. When I turn up, there must be order. Demons must be subjected to the people of God. You can't be a people of God and you live in chaos. Arguments and all kinds of fuss and fighting. You, I don't know what spirit you got, but I ain't a Holy Spirit. That is not the Holy Spirit. You can't have the Holy Spirit and have chaos. Because the Holy Spirit brings order. Demons are subject to us in your name. This is what they're saying. Demons are subjected to us. 
We don't negotiate with demons. Demons are subjected to us in your name. And he said to them, and I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And hear this, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. And nothing. Or if you're from Croydon, nothing. Oh, you hear me, we're Croydon people. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. So in other words, Jesus, in, in, when you look in verse 3, he, he was sending them out on missions. Give me five minutes and I'll finish. He was sending them out in, mission, in, in, in missions in verse number 3. And Jesus told him, look, I'm sending you out as lambs amongst wolves. Because out there is vicious. Out there is vicious. And he was saying... But even though I'm sending you out like lambs without like lambs amongst wolves, they were not expecting this kind of victory. They were expecting something to happen, but they were. It's from scripture. It looks like they weren't expecting this to happen because not only did they have victory in doing what God asked, Jesus was asking them to do, but they were saying we had victory over demons. The demons that used to run us out of town, now we are running demons. That demons are starting to, sh to shake and get nervous when they see us. It used to be when we used to go to church and we see demons used to manifesting, we used to run to the back of the church. Scared. I remember growing up, they used to have, when, when demons used to manifest in the church, they would say, put the children to the back, put the children to the back, and they will rush all the children to the back, because they didn't want the demons to leave to go to the children. So you know what I've done? I teach my children how to cast out demons. That's what I've done. I teach my children from an early age. When demons come to trouble you in your sleep, I've done that for Iria. One or two times I will come and pray with you. But demons must know you are blood washed. You're under, you're under authority. You have the blood of Jesus Christ over your life. Demons should not be approaching where the blood is. So when demons come to trouble you in the nighttime, cast them out. Teach your children how to cast demons out. And that's what our children done. Oh Lord. But we cannot expect to have this level of victory without being empowered by the Holy Spirit. Because in the heart of the Father, He doesn't want us just to experience partial victory. And victory here, but defeat here. Victory here, but defeat there. The heart of of the Father, hear me as I conclude, the heart of the Father is that you have victory in every area of your life. Not just in my finances, but in my health. Not only in my health, but in my marriage. Not only in my marriage, but in my business. God wants us to have victory in 
every dimension of our lives. I sound like one of the African brothers, man. In every dimension. And that's why with delegated authority, there must be accompanied with power. Acts 1 verse 8, and I'll drop this and leave it right here. But you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come. I tell you, I can preach this thing. I can preach. I can be up here another hour and preach. But you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come. Power is the miraculous force, miraculous power. Things happen when you have the Holy Ghost. So the order here is this, that you would receive the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit will give you power and authority. I said it carefully. You will receive the Holy Spirit. You've got to receive the Holy Spirit. When you receive the Holy Spirit... The Holy Spirit will give you power and give you authority. And then you will be witnesses through the power and authority that has been given. So if you're trying to operate in power and in authority and you don't have the Holy Ghost, you won't be able to succeed. You've got to have the Holy Spirit. When you receive the Holy Spirit, you receive power and authority. I rest it right there. May the Lord bless you with his word on today in Jesus' name. We pray you're encouraged with the word of God. For more information about Restoration City Church, please visit us at www.restorationcc.org. Okay.